Welcome to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight, all live on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. Also on our YouTube channel. Check that out, Race Time Radio TV, all live on YouTube. And uh, welcome to all the Rev TV viewers right here on Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight. Flying solo tonight. No junior in the studio. Uh, feeling a little under the weather. I asked him if it was hair of the dog. He said, no, no, nope. Was nothing to do with that. Uh, he is uh, nevertheless not feeling too good tonight. So he is taking the night off, which uh, we want him to get better and get back in here. He's got a busy weekend next weekend. Of course, Motorama fires up at the International Center in Toronto. And we're going to talk lots about that tonight. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. Going to kick it all off here in mere moments with a real, real cool story that I know everyone will enjoy coast to coast. Doug Fisher, Douglas Fisher, drives the number three car in the Oscar Hot Rod division. Known Doug for a lot of years. Started his racing career back at Sobel Speedway, back when I had the Speedway. Uh, Douglas Fisher is uh, he's got a Nova all ready to go. He has been running Oscar for a few years, and this year is going to be what he has coined the Bucket List Tour. That's right. Douglas is going to not only run here in the province of Ontario, but Douglas has taken the show on the road, and he's taken it all the way out to the East Coast of Canada, out to the Maritimes, and he's going to participate at a bunch of tracks out there. We're going to catch up with Doug here tonight on the show right off the hop, and we're going to get all the skinny on what the Bucket List Tour is all going to entail but uh, I know you'll really enjoy this guest. He's a really good guy. Uh, also coming on the show tonight, we have got Greg McPherson from Inside Track Motorsport News. Of course, one of the promoters at Motorama that is going to take place next weekend. you got less than, what, uh, six days. And uh, things are going to go green at uh, Motorama. Great car show in the city. Uh, right off J- Dairy Road there, International Center in Toronto. Uh, we'll catch up with Greg and get all the latest on the show just before they go green, uh, which is next weekend. Uh, we'll catch up with Greg here tonight. We'll get off to the Canada's East Coast tonight. In the Maritimes, we're going to catch up with Craig McFetrich. Have you heard of Mass? The uh, It's the Auto World Mass uh, Sportsman Tour. And uh, it started up a couple of years ago. Man, I'll tell you what, he's lighting a lamp with the series out there. He has added another division this year. That's right. The street stocks are now under the banner of Mass. And they're uh, the Dulux. Dulux street stocks, the uh, Auto World uh, Sportsman class. Uh, we're going to catch up with Craig McFetridge on the show tonight. He's busy to get a lot of touring in this year out in the Maritimes, and we'll get the latest on absolutely all of it. 
then also in our number two. Craig's uh, our number two. But uh, in our number two, we're going to go all the way up to Canada's West Coast. And we got to bring in Trevor Sieber once again. Of course, it's the Western Rattler 300 weekend coming up on May the 5th and 6th weekend. Uh, you don't want to miss this. Uh, you won't have to. If you can't be at the track, we're going to have it for you live on race time. But you got to be at the Speedway, if at all possible, at Penticton Speedway. Trevor is going to join us tonight and give us some really big updates. I'm not sure what they are, but Trevor said, Joe, uh, I got some huge news that uh, we're going to roll out right here on Race Time Radio and hour number two tonight. So we're in for a dandy here. Uh, and what do you say we get to the Zoom line right now? And we'll bring in that Douglas Fisher kind of guy, the driver of the number three in the Oscar Hot Rod Series. Doug, what's going on? How you doing? You're looking good there, kid. How are you? Oh, we're not too bad. We're working hard this winter, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, an early spring and some race car racing around Canada. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. It's good to see you. Uh, you I haven't seen you in a long time. I haven't seen you uh, behind the wheel of the three car. The last time I seen you behind the wheel of a race car was all the way back uh, towards the beginning. Uh, at that time, I want to say it was a Monte Carlo you had zipping around the racetrack. Uh, the number three was some neon on it. And, uh, man, you were the only guy that I know of that had the Toronto Sun on his race car. And uh, page three was a big, big unit back in those days. Yeah, that was a lot of fun back then. And they gave us a couple sunshine girls to go racing with every Saturday night at the track, which made it a lot of fun for the fans and not hard on the eyes either. Yeah, I would say, I would say, Doug, you've always been one of those racers that has absolutely loved everything about this sport. I've seen you not only behind the wheel and in the pit area, I've seen you when, you know, maybe things weren't so good sitting in the grandstand. You didn't miss a race. Uh, it sounds like the tradition is continuing only now back behind the wheel of a three car and it's a Nova, uh, one probably near and dear to a lot of fans' hearts. Yeah, it's a 71 Nova SS, and we're one of the original Oscar Hot Rods that came out in 2017. So it's pr we're pretty happy to come back out. And after learning a few years riding it around the various tracks, we, we think maybe we've hooked on to how to set it up and give it a diet and updates and take it out again with a new coat of paint. Well, it's kind of cool. I've been following along on your Facebook page and watching the progression. Man, you've done a lot of work to that race car. You have stripped it right down to nothing and then basically rebuilt the whole thing once again. And it looks like you've done another stellar job this year, getting it ready to go for the bucket list tour. Well, we got uh, Sean McWhorter at uh, Streamline Race Products, and he's really been amazing with us. His stuff comes out of the box really fast. And we've used the best of everything that we could get our hands on and all our old stuff that was kicking around the garage that we threw together what we consider probably the best ride I've ever had. Pretty cool when you can put a car together. That I love the Oscar Hot Rod class. And I know uh, they've got it going on the East Coast of Canada, too, uh, with the uh, uh, champions out there. But when I look at that class, it's something that... Um, you know that car that is too old for a lot of divisions that would normally go to a barn and rust its way to heaven? Not so now. Man, you can get those cars, whether it be, you know, an offset chassis, whether it be a perimeter car. 
Uh, it doesn't seem to matter what the uh, makeup is of that race car. What's it like trying to put a car together with, a, a, you know, kind of an open rule book, so to speak? But there are rules that you got to go by, right? Well, there's penalties, too. So the, the more you put into it, the more, of course, weight penalties you're going to get for your updates and more high tech. The more vintage the car is, I think the easier, lighter it is. You don't have to make as much power. And sometimes they work a lot better depending on the track. I mean, it's uh, it, it's too much horsepower is not a good thing either. Smooth is fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what's it been like the last? How many years have you been back behind the wheel? Is it three years you've been going? Well, yeah, three years we've been since COVID hit. Um, we closed our business down at Simulator Store, and uh, we focused this bit on building a car from the ground up. Tore it all apart, got a brand new body for it. We did all the updates, put it all back together again. And we're shooting. It's our 25th anniversary racing this season coming up. So we're looking for something that was really motivating to get us back on behind the wheel. And I think we've come up across it with our bucket list tour. <laughs> That's so cool. And it, it tells you a lot, uh, fans, uh, about Douglas. Uh, the guy thinks all the time for someone to come up with a bucket list tour uh, and sort of, you know, put it into activation. Uh, that's what Douglas is all about. Uh, Doug, tell us about the schedule that you got arranged. Where are uh, where can fans see you first, and how's uh, how's the whole bucket list tour going to unfold, so to speak? Uh, we're going to start out at Sobel Speedway with our 25th anniversary when they open up there with the Oscar Hot Rods. Uh, we want to go to the Nationals at Delaware. It's a track we haven't raced at, and this year on the bucket list tour, we're trying to collect as many new tracks as we possibly can to just knock them off that list. So we're going to head to the East Coast, and on the 22nd of July, we're going to be in uh, PEA, or uh, New Brunswick for Petty Speedway, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to head out after there to, I guess, the 5th is Oyster Bed in PEI, and then uh, Scotia Speed World in Halifax, and finishing it up on the 19th at Riverside in uh, Nova Scotia. Okay, just outside of Andy Ganesh. Oh, man. Are you in for a uh, an incredible season? Now, you are no stranger to the east coast of Canada. You do have some roots there, correct? I got some family out there, and uh, we were in the Canadian Navy there when I was younger. Kind of fun. <laughs> and uh, I have uh, one of my best friends out there as well, Gary Ellett. He's out there this year, the Iron Man. He's mm-hmm. celebrating 50 years of Quaker State. He's our honorary crew chief. He is crewing us for the for the event while we're out there, kind of taking us under his wing. And he knows all about those tracks because, of course, he's racing pro out there. Mm-hmm. For the uh, three of the four nights, he's also racing with us. He's racing his car the same night that we're racing the hot rod. So we're really looking forward to working with him. And we're taking the barbecue car. Ah, right. yeah, yeah. you got to tell us about this barbecue car. I've heard about well, it, but tell us about it. Well, in 2014, uh, Sean McWhorter myself, we built – fabricated he designed and fabricated us a barbecue car that's won grand championship twice in the canadian barbecue cook-offs and uh, the car works really well we've had it at the beach we try to take it around to events whenever we can but it's a lot of work it's a lot of fun and we're taking it up to the east coast this year we're going to take it to uh halifax for a wedding and we're going to take it to uh gary's 50th anniversary and we're going to see if we can't uh, share some uh, great food with everybody while we're out there break some bread Ah, that's going to be so cool. Now, will you be on the tool, so to speak, with oh, the yeah. barbecue car? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to chef and pitmaster that for them. And we're just going to take the uh, car out there and cook up the food, and they're going to serve it up to the great fans and folks out there. Oh, man. Uh, I hope I can hook up with these out there at some point, if not back here in the province of Ontario. Uh, I plan on fine. I got to see the barbecue car, and I definitely want to see you back behind the wheel of any race car, but to see you back behind the wheel of the number three, uh, that's kind of cool. You're going to be the number three here in Ontario, and did you get the same number out east? Yeah, we're going to be the number three in both the Heart of a Champion Series and the Oscar Hot Rods. Oh. We're pretty proud of that, and we're proud to go out in Ontario, from Ontario, maybe be one of the first cars to represent us in the Hot Rod Series, and learn what it's all about. Oh, man, it's going to be so cool. Uh, have you sort of, I don't know, uh, watched YouTube to get a feel for the cars you may be racing against out there? Or will you get any time to maybe zip out and catch a race before you go out and race? Now we're just going to jump right into the deep end, and uh, I've watched a few of their YouTube races, and there's a wide variety, open wheel, uh, classic stuff. Some of their cars is, are vintage, and there's a variety of different cars that are going to be out there. And They have some different rules. They're uh, a little less aggressive, but they look like they're having a lot of fun regardless, and uh, we can't wait to get out there and uh, share the fun with them. Does it matter what tire you run, Doug? I know, at least I think I know, here in the province of Ontario with the Oscar Hot Rod Series, are they on a spec tire? Uh, and do you got to run the same tire out there as what they do here, or do you got some change in that you have to do there? Well, here in Ontario, we run used tires, keep the cost down. Mm -hmm. So we run a used American Racer. And they don't, they run, I believe it's Hoosiers out there, mm -hmm. but they will allow us, considering we're coming so far, to race whatever tires we can get for our car. Ah, that's cool. Uh, they'll work with you. I know uh, uh, Hallahan's car is out there. Uh, you got to watch that youngster go. Uh, I've seen some uh, tribute uh, Junior Hanley looking cars on the racetrack. They got some real good looking cars. And the class is building just like the hot rod class here in Ontario. Things are on their way up with that class out there. Yeah, and it started the exact same year that the hot rod started here in Ontario, 2017. So it, it's going to be neat to see the, the two series and see how they've both grown. And I know the Maritimes is a different area, but they also have a different group to draw from. Yeah. And the more people that do it, I think the more people you're going to see doing it. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, there's, um, uh, You can do it. Like, you can get a car put together. How long did it take you to build up the Nova that you got? Uh, the first time we did it in five weeks. Uh, we threw it together in five weeks and took it out to uh, Velocity. This time we've taken three years. And we went off, took the frame off, and put it on a diet. We updated it. We've taken the best of everything that we could find and thrown at it. We uh, upgraded the tin kit. We've taken and uh, given it a brand new look. Uh, so you massage lots to it. That, and that's cool. That's what you want to well, do. And yeah. All my sponsors actually have contributed, worked on it, uh, put their heart and soul and love into it. And it, it shows in the car itself. We can't wait to go out there and show people what uh, our supporting sponsors have done. Yeah, And who you got on the car? Who's, who's going to be with you for the trip? Well, you know the story. We're, we're actually shipping the car out there. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, tell us. We, we're taking two we're taking two race cars up there and only one fits in the trailer. <laughs> so we had to go out there and actually find our a transport company to ship our car out there, our race car out. So 
we were lucky to find a company that was willing to work with us. And uh, we're now going to be working with a company called Vehicle Transport Canada. Cool. And they're our new sponsor to help get our car out there and back. And we're going to throw the barbecue car in my race car trailer. And we're going to haul out all the uh, toys and tools with that to go out racing and barbecuing. That's too cool, Doug. Uh, if you're just tuned in to Race Time Radio, welcome aboard. We're with Douglas Fisher tonight. He drives the number three in the Oscar Hot Rods here in Ontario. But he's got the bucket list tour all planned for this summer. Doug isn't going to just be hanging out here in Ontario. He's going to go out all the way to the Maritimes. He's going to pick up races at Petty International Raceway. He'll be out to the island, out to Oyster Bed Speedway, see the McLeans out there, and then, of course, uh, Scotia Speed World, and how about Riverside International Speedway to cap off the bucket list tour. He's going to have a lot of fun out there. Doug, crew-wise, are you taking the cruise? It's just you and your wife. Who you got going out there, bud? Well, I'm hoping to hook up with some family, friends, and I, like I said before, I got Gary Elliott, the Iron Man, working as our crew chief, and he's going to help us... Uh, and all the tracks, he's with us every step of the way. And we're hoping that uh, we get enough fan support that uh, all we need is them cheering us on. Now, how do fans stay up with you? How can they contact you? Is there a way they can do that? Maybe there's a company out there that wants to jump on and support you. How would they do it? Well, we're going to try to, I guess, Facebook and YouTube our way through this little challenge. And there's there's lots of things to see, uh, things that we haven't seen, like the Maritimes Motorsports Hall of Fame. There's things that we want to include that maybe we can uh, tell people about our journey as we travel along and, and give them a picture memory that they'll never forget. Uh, it, it's dynamite. you got to stop into that uh, Motorsports Hall of Fame in the Maritimes. Uh, genuinely incredible. Uh, Liz, I believe, still runs things out there. They've got a building, a place you can actually go through and see the, the the motorsports history, if you will, of the Maritimes. Genuinely a great place. They induct, uh, you know, new members each and every year. And uh, just one of those bucket list things that fans have to do. If you're a Canadian race fan, you want to make your way out there, not only for some great races, but to uh, definitely check out the Mar Maritime Motorsports Hall of Fame. And uh, I want to say it's close to Petty. I don't know exactly where it is, uh, but I think it's uh, in the province of New Brunswick. Um, but it's going to be something that you're going to want to catch on the way through. This is really going to be a lot of fun. I know we're going to stay up with you as much as humanly possible throughout the course of uh, your bucket list tour. I think you may have started something here, Doug Fisher. I like that idea. I'm hoping everybody else follows because I'm following the footsteps of uh, Biederman and Don Hahn and some of the greats that uh, really make the sport what it is today. Yeah, and you're you can do it. You can do it. How results wise? How's it been with the three cars since you got in? Have you got any checkered flags yet? Uh, yeah, we got a, a heat win, I think, over Korth our first time out there, and uh, we put ourselves on the podium a couple times. Uh, we're still searching for a feature win. I'd like to get a surfboard at the beach. Uh, it's on my bucket list, too. <laughs> well, you never know. This could be the summer, bud. If, if not, though, just because this is the bucket list tour doesn't mean that that's it, right? You're not going to be done racing at the end of this year, right? I don't know. We'll see what the future holds for us. This is Again, we're getting a little old. We're 25 years in. 
we're uh, wondering how many more years, and we're going to just take a few things off the list before we're done. Gary Elliott. Look at him. Look at him. You're, wow. you're, you're a pup compared to Gary, and he's still ticking the, the guy. I've hit the wall up harder a couple times, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Gary in his day is, uh, yeah, he's met the concrete a few times, but uh, hopefully neither one of you is do that in 2023. Uh, it would be kind of cool if you could pick up a victory here in Ontario before you go out there and scare the pants out of all of them coming in as a feature winner. What do you think? I'd love that. In fact, I just want to go out there and have some fun with my Oscar friends. I miss them. I miss the sport, and uh, I miss the great people that run Oscar. I'm looking forward to the fans the most. They're the ones that cheer us on, and they're the reason we go out. That's that's why we do this. I'll so I'm hoping you. to make some new fans while we're out there in the East Coast. And you never know, maybe some more followers. I guarantee you're going to, and Doug, just so you know, you're going to fit like a glove out there. Uh, all of those guys, uh, all of the race fans, the tracks, uh, just something to be proud of here in this country. What they got going on out there uh, is just simply amazing. And uh, uh, I know you're going to be proud to be part of it. I can guarantee you that. Uh, It's going to be kind of cool, not only to see you here in the province, out there as well. Hey, you're going to have to do bucket list tour number two. You know that. And now you're going to head off to uh, Saskatoon, B.C., Edmonton. Uh, There are a lot of good racetracks in Western Canada, too, that would probably really love seeing you out there. Maybe this will start their classic car series out there. and. That will have to be the next thing we do on our bucket list. Ah. Maybe like Gary at the 50th. <laughs> ah, yeah. Tell my wife that. Don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to get shot on the way there, right? Yeah, yeah. That, no, that'd be no. something else. Uh, Toronto Sun. Have you been in touch with the Toronto Sun? They were with you in year number one. Maybe they can come back with you in year number 25. Yes, things have changed a bit, and... Uh... Well, the Sunshine Girl is no longer on page three. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, know that the society is not quite uh, what it was one time. And uh, that's uh, not the direction we're going to go. We're going to try to keep up to date and uh, just go out and have some fun. We're not really looking for some sponsors. We're just looking to have some fun. Well, and that you're going to. I can guarantee you that. Uh, our next guest, uh, Greg McPherson, Inside Track. You can count on them, guys. They'll be running some features on you as you go out there because I don't know of too many guys that have made the trip east or west, and hopefully at some point we're going to be able to change that. I put a post the other day, Doug, on my Twitter feed uh, and Facebook for that fact, and uh, I want to say I've counted up uh, it's either seven or eight races that pay over $10,000 for late models. You know... We got some dynamite races right here in the country, uh, and a lot of guys will, you know, race in their local area and then, uh, you know, put put a bankroll together and say, hey, we're going to go south, and we're going to run this race or that race. They have no idea, really, of what is actually taking place in this own country where their dollar is at par. I guess I got to do a better job at spreading the word and get these guys geared up so that they can maybe make it to some of these tracks across Canada. Doing what you're doing, Doug, is going to go a long way to spreading that news. Well, I, I just like being a part of it, and I'm hoping we can open some doors and maybe something that down the future, both series have a race off it. We have one here for the Maritimes, and they have one there for Ontario. Ah, wouldn't that be cool? I, I dare to dream, right? You said it earlier when you and I were uh, talking. 
dare to dream, and that's what you've done. It's, uh, hope, hopefully all your dreams come true, my friend. And uh, the winner at the end of this is definitely going to be the race fans. Uh, when you show up, I know they're going to get a show, and they're about to get a show. I thank you. I, I really appreciate you having us on here, and I appreciate the fan support that's got us where we are today. It's uh, really been something. It's been a heck of a ride. Uh, Douglas is just getting started. Can't wait. Fans can uh, check you out. Facebook, Twitter, you on Twitter, Instagram, and all that. No, I, I did a little bit of Facebook. I'm uh, not up on the, the social venues. I just uh, climb in a race car. Just get in and drive, right? That's me. You betcha, buddy. Appreciate, well, appreciate it. Good luck, and I know we'll be back in touch before you uh, head out there to the East Coast and then probably afterwards. Uh, we'll well, get you back on here. We look forward to seeing you out there, maybe. That'd be really nice, too. Ooh, wouldn't it be? Yeah, fingers crossed. You never know. That's Douglas Fisher. Watch for him in the number three in the Oscar uh, hot Rod Division. And then, of course, as mentioned, he's going all the way out to Canada's East Coast. Going to pick up a race in PEI. Another one in uh, uh, New Brunswick. He'll be heading off to Scotia Speed World. Love that three-wide racetrack. And then the creme de la creme. He'll be at Riverside International Speedway. And uh, flying around the high banks under the lights at Riverside. Going to go out there and see Joan and Donald and everybody out at Riverside. Uh, truly going to be amazing. He's going to get in with a bunch of good cars. Oh, those guys got to know that Douglas Fisher is the one that you can race against. You don't have to worry about him. He ain't going to wreck you, but uh, you can bet your butt he's going to try and pass you. Uh, it's going to be excellent. Uh, we're going to step out, take a quick break. When we come back, let's talk Motorama. We're going to do that with... Uh, Greg McPherson next uh, from Inside Track Motorsport News. We'll do it in just a couple of minutes. Stay with us, everybody. We will be back. Hey, Canada. This is Michelle Wallace at Edmonton International Raceway, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. Join us May 5th and 6th. If you build it, they will come. The Seabird family, they're doing a great job. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 at Penticton Speedway. Featuring Canada's top pro-late models and street stocks. Got the car on the scales right now. We're, we're really looking forward to it. For tickets, get to PentictonSpeedway.com. And join us live on Race Time Radio Worldwide for live flag-to-flag coverage. Riley Seaver, the winner of the Western Rattler 300 with competitors from across Canada and the U.S. Now, this is my house. You're not coming here to push me around. and This is probably the biggest win of my career, so this, this is just one of the best nights of my life. This is awesome. All at Penticton Speedway. For the second annual Western Rattler 300. Oh man, well, I'm really excited about this race. This is huge for Western Canadian race. 
When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Nothing connects like country music. Country music. Dig in to Sirius XM's country universe. The next generation on the highway, channel 56. I need something you. This millennium's hits on Y2 Country Channel 61. Or 80s and 90s prime country on Channel 58. Tap into these and more in the country category on the SXM app. Included with all trials and popular plans. A Canadian that made an indelible mark across the world, Alex Trebek is best known as the host of Jeopardy, a show he hosted over 6,300 times since his debut in 1984. Alex won five Emmy Awards over that stretch and is still perhaps the most popular game show host of all time. His work with charities such as World Vision was tireless, and his foundation continues to benefit children across the globe. Alex Trebek, 2006 inductee on Canada's Walk of Fame. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks. Hello to all our Rev TV viewers out there, and uh, maybe the odd person tuned in on our YouTube channel at Racetime Radio TV, uh, or maybe uh, the Performance Motorsportnetwork.com throughout the course of the week that airs Racetime Radio a bunch. Welcome to all of you. Uh, let's get back to the Zoom line, shall we? And let's welcome in a good friend to Race Time Radio. This guy has been burning the candle at both ends, getting all things ready to go for Canada's ultimate classic car show and a race show. He's going to be all set and ready to accept all of us at Motorama. It happens at the International Center next weekend, so you don't want to miss it uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. All three days going to be huge, and COVID's gone. Well, at least gone, so to speak. It's not going to be a problem. You're going to want to get out to this car show. It's been a couple of years that uh, we've been all dying and itching to get out there. This is the year we're all going to do it. Let's welcome in Greg McPherson from Inside Track Motorsport News and Motorama. What's going on tonight there, handsome? How are you? Hey, just working, and uh, so glad to talk to you. Thanks for having me on, Joe. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Looks like you've been a busy, busy boy getting things yeah, lined like up for the car show. it's been crazy. Yeah, very, very busy. I don't, we, we're kind of talking like uh, we don't remember it being like this, but 
it, it's going really well. The place is filled, and now it's down to promotion and the last little you know details and some things. But it's it's feeling really good. Like you like you said, uh, uh, all that stuff from the last couple of years seems like rearview mirror right now. It's it's exciting. It is. It is. It is really exciting. And uh, Craig. Uh, just having a look at the site, it changes by the minute. So uh, get to Motorama.com, and you yeah. can check it out. But uh, as things progress and we get closer to uh, what is going to be show date on Friday, looks like you've got a lot coming down here. I see Bad Brad is all lined up. Is he going to do a roof chop right there at the show? Yeah, so uh, so if anyone wants to go to the website to see all the stuff going on, MotoramaShow.com. But yeah, Bad Chad and his wife Jolene from Nova Scotia. I know you've got your soft spot for down there. Um, they're coming by way of Australia, actually. They're they're down at a car show down there, and I, I think it's Wednesday. They're they're Thursday. They're flying in here and uh, coming right to the show. So yeah, over the course of the three days, in addition to doing autographs and meeting everybody and you know signing stuff, um, they're going to do a roof chop with with some members of a car club. A fellow donated it. He's got a 34 Plymouth and uh, wants to mix it up a little bit. And so they're all going to chop it at the show and drive out. Isn't that wild that that can be done? Uh, True professionals. And to see some of the stuff that Brad has put together over the years is just mind-blowing. The the guy's an artist. Yeah, yeah, Chad, he's very creative. And he gets huge traffic on his Facebook, or like when they do the feed on YouTube. And uh, like even us, when we post stuff about him, he's got a huge following he's unique he uh it's like warts and all he'll try something and like oh that didn't work and let me try this way we'll go at it again so uh i think he got away from the regular tv show because he just wanted to be honest and say here's what we're trying you know it's not all you know hollywood ending um but tune in tomorrow night and see if we get it right so yeah they were so nice they came last year so we were able as you know we were able to put on a a show last april um, Mm -hmm. at the end of the month but uh, it was tough because it was sort of stepped on racing season, you know, the start of it for a lot of, the, you know, the, in the the tracks and series around here, right. which was tough. But we didn't have a lot of choice because we had we had to get off of the, uh, you know, the passports, the COVID passports and checking stuff at the door and, you know, all the masking and stuff. It just that would have just put made it so onerous we couldn't have done it. So we had to move back and it, it was kind of tough with the racing season. But it's it's been great now. Like everyone's come back and, and you know. It, it really feels like, I don't know, 2019 or even better. It's great. Yeah. Coming on in full force. And that's, uh, that, that's really, hey, we're all car guys. We, we absolutely love it. And whenever you can get, uh, you know, the world's best custom cars and race cars in the same building, uh, you know, you're going to attract a ton of people. And uh, that's precisely what's going to happen next weekend at the International Center. What else you got? I called him Brad. I meant Chad, but I did call him Brad. A bad Chad. Uh, who else we got coming up for Showstoppers? So one of the neat ones, and, and he's probably the, like the biggest name in the industry right now because of his TV show, but uh, Dave Kindig from Bitch and Ride. So if anyone's ever watched that, um, he has, uh, you know, in Utah there, Kindig at Designs. If you ever have the opportunity to go to SEMA, his cars are fantastic. They win tons of awards. So really exciting. So, uh, he, he hasn't been to our show before, but everyone I've, I've spoken with about him, he's just a gentleman, friendly guy, you know, like all our guests have been over the years. But, uh, no, it's exciting. He's coming both two days. So he's Saturday and Sunday only. Um, yeah, so you, everyone will get a chance to meet him, hopefully. Uh, he'll be doing autographs, signing stuff, taking pictures, and he'll be on the stage a bit so that 
you know, everyone can meet him regardless of, you know, waiting in an autograph line or not. Oh, so that's, it, yeah. It's such a historic show, Greg. I, I think back to the years and years that I was coming to Performance World is now Motorama today. Uh, but I think back to it, uh, uh, Barris was there. Uh, George, yeah. George Barris met him. Uh, uh, Roots, uh, there was a guy just outside of Guelph. Uh, Don Root was his name, and he painted so many custom cars. Uh, whenever you see that uh, painted by Root sign on a car, uh, it was going to probably win the show uh, each and every year. Uh, I can remember, you know, I was sitting there talking with uh, Paul Tracy, and uh, Matt Kenseth was there. And, uh, you know, like just over the years, there has been so much built up around Motorama, and you guys are continuing the history of this. Uh, yeah. It's just amazing to see uh, from a racer perspective. Uh, that's what we talk about lots on here, primarily about racing. What do you got coming up for the racer corral? What sort of centers at all? Okay. Well, well stepping back one half second, yeah. like when you're yeah. talking about the history of the show, um, we weren't allowed to do the show in 21. So in lieu of that, we did a huge section in Inside Track talking about the history of the show because Dizzy Dean had started it mm -hmm. in 1975 and uh, like it was legendary, the motion show. So in, in, at a tough time for all of us, I did, we did a huge section on it. So I got to learn about all the history of the show going back to 75 and, and Dizzy and, and uh, for as long, this will be our eighth year doing the Motorama show. And one of the neatest things has been getting to know and hang with a gentleman named Gary Chalice. Gary, who was yeah. Gary did the show and picked the cars way back to like performance world, like glory days with Larry King when he put on the show. Like, yeah. you know, booked your Sobble booth like through uh, Larry. And, and uh, so Gary's just been amazing to work with. Everyone loves him and he's the nicest man in the world. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's been fun and learning the history of the show. So I, I guess we've almost like if we count ourselves included in the over the years you know next year i guess we'll be doing like a 50th anniversary tribute of this great show that's been running so but getting to your question we we love racing that's our heart we've been doing you know i've known you since i guess probably 1990 you know yeah when, yeah. I, when I first started in when i finished at u of t and uh we, we love the racing and we're so proud that racing's a big part of motorama um you know it's awesome. The tracks come, the guys, I think it's like 80 cars are coming like when the racing racers corral immaculate guys have worked on them all, all winter. They're beautiful before they take to the track and you know, they, they lose their minds and start rubbing. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so th that's going to be really neat. We've got a, a, a stage in, in that area now with some microphones and people take to the stage. If you're there, like, obviously we talked to you, you're welcome to when uh, want to slot you in, you know, and, chat with some people and much you know, appreciated yeah, yeah 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 but uh and then talk about the old days at the show so it's like birthday time for a couple of guys i know <laughs> the uh the hooters girls always end up in john caselli's booth flamborough speedway right yours is around that time too right it is actually march 9th march 9th uh kim wallace and steve slaughter got me many years i'll tell you at that very show my birthday was always uh show weekend or really relatively close I always yeah. had to keep one eye over my shoulder because you never knew what those two monkeys were up to. I have pictures, and I think it was uh, like Blight, Al Blight, and uh, Rick Hammond, and uh, Tony Novotny. Like, those fun times. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Just amazing. And you better count yourself into the history of this show because you guys are the ones continuing the tradition. Uh, and, yeah. and very, very good job of doing it, too. It's not like it's a step back. Uh, you guys have done that everything 
and stepped up as it's been progressing. It's cool. Yeah, no, it's an honor, and it's a ton of work. Like, and we're all like every everybody else coming out of COVID and a couple tough years, but it, it it's feeling great again, and we just it feels like it's ramping up and going the right way. Like we, the April show last year, we were about seventy percent in terms of you know people coming, and thank goodness we were able to even do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's 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 back now. Like it's 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 really feeling good, and and we're so excited. All the work that we've all done, you know, it's you know no weekends for the last longest time we just week weekends are your opportunity when the emails and the phones ring they yeah. stop ringing so you will um, sleep a week monday that's when you'll sleep can, we're all like that yeah monday the 13th but you know what though it's it's funny with the with the magazine because uh with inside track you know during this period we kind of like oh, push it to the side of the desk a little bit <laughs> and uh, it's it's all sitting here and <laughs> calling our names so yeah it, it won't be much of a break but and, and then it's you know, all in diving into inside track and, and getting ready for another, you know, great summer of that too. Well, yeah. You, and, you know, the content that you're going to be able to come out of the show with is uh, second to none because the who's who are really going to be at Motorama uh, when it comes time for short track. Doesn't matter whether it's dirt, asphalt, what it is. You have an edit champions where you get uh, all the champions that can make it to the show show up. Uh, is that going to happen again on Saturday? Oh. I would take it. Absolutely, yeah. We, we call it the Fast Eddie Night of Champions. They're great uh, supporters of the show, and we've we expanded it last year, and we're sticking with it. We added in the Road Racing Champions. Oh, nice! So they're back. So I think we start about three o'clock on the main stage there in Hall Two, and uh, you know the, about twenty Road Racing Champions from last year. I think we're like hit forty drag racing guys. They're up next, and then the the short track, the stock car guys, like you say, dirt and asphalt are next. I think it's like sixty five of those registered so we we just all we've we we came up with it like back in the old cme days Mm -hmm. and it it really got traction like everyone goes to banquets and you know you go to there and you've got four classes and it's fun but uh and you see the champions but like to be in a place where they're like 130 people you know who won championships last year right from like a a junior dragster at a local drag strip to uh, you know the you know J.R. Fitzpatrick, who APC championed last year. It's the whole range, and they all get introduced, and there's thousands of people there cheering them on and applauding them for what they accomplished last year. It's really cool. I know uh, Joe Jr. is with Two Speed now. Uh, they've got some stuff they're going to unveil at the show. They've been keeping top secret, and everything will get revealed at the show. Uh, we've seen it with the NASCAR Pinty series where they've got stuff undercover, and they won't show it until a specific time. At the show, uh, do we have much of that happening this year yeah. with the NASCAR Pinty Series and other divisions that are going to be there? It has been fun with, uh, like you say, like Joe Jr. and what they've been teasing. We love that. Like, we go to PRI and people make announcements. And then, like, and backing up just a touch, like when you said seeing everybody, that's the coolest thing. Like, we go down and it, to, like, say, uh, the PRI show in December mm-hmm. in Indianapolis. And we always laugh. Say, oh, we drive you know eight hours to see canadians because everyone in canadian racing's there but uh our, our show is really feeling like that you just walk around everybody who's in canadian racing is is in that room and hanging out or on the stage and and uh or, or you know the night of champions so it, it it's totally cool so um yeah i think like this i think the stage should be busy with people making some announcements about what they've got going on um they haven't a lot of them are people make their own plans like with what they've got going so I don't know if I know about all of it, right? Um, but we'd certainly help promote it as soon as we do know. 
but uh, you know the APC series, Quick Wick and Oscar, they're coming in a in a big way, which is really neat. Um, I'm just looking at some of the other series. I'll just look off to the side, read a little touch, but uh, sure. like road racing, um, Bark, uh, Canada Heads Up Drag Racing Series, CASCOR, like Cascourt, um, Cambridge Modifieds, Flambro, Full Throttle, Great Lakes Legends, Oshuiken, Ontario Sportsman, Peterborough Speedway, Sobble, uh, Southern Ontario Modified Association, Sunset, Toronto Motorsport Park, and like I said, all the United Racing Series bunch. So yeah, 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 exciting. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just like everyone's everyone's come out. It's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, and to see some of the new paint schemes and to see you know some of the differences that are going to be laid out, uh, Greg, I can't help but think one day, and I can't believe it hasn't happened so far. But you always got to keep an eye on the future. But this is really Canada's show, uh, and there's no reason why we can't. You know, attract the guys from the east and from the west. And uh, we run through the same thing at the racetrack level. Put a post out the other day. There's, I don't know, seven or eight, nine races that pay over $10,000 or $10,000 to win. That's huge money. And uh, I think it's just, you know, it's a byproduct of what I do. And I haven't done a good enough job to reinforce to those race teams that this is here to have and to hold and to go do. Um, and I, I think that there is a huge market. I can't help but think that one year uh, at Motorama, uh, right off to just the left of our booth, there was a guy set up there from Edmonton that was selling uh, uh, trading cards and stuff. And I was shocked to find out he was from Edmonton. And I went right on. Finally, the word is spreading and getting yeah. it out there. But maybe, Greg, one year we can depend on, you know, everything from RS1 Cup Series racing on Canada's West Coast to, you know, the guys out in Newfoundland to come in. I know it's expensive. I know it's big. But if it is an international show, uh, there's no reason why fans can't make it a destination as just as much as a race, right? No, absolutely. And, and we love that. Like any, anything you can do, we appreciate you helping spread the word. We get little hints of that, you know, people, you know, coming up on, like, say, social media, chatting with us and, and uh, saying, you know, oh, you know, what, what time is somebody there? I want to come. We had uh, some, uh, a lady, she's going to, she wants, her husband loves Bad Chad. They watch YouTube every night and see him on, and it's his 50th birthday, so they're coming from Portland, Oregon to come see Bad Chad. So, yeah, like, we, I guess we, we should get into that mindset a little more. Everyone's welcome, whether it's Night of Champions or racetracks everybody's welcome to participate we love them like more the merrier you know we aspire to that but uh yeah wouldn't that be cool to see the champions from across canada show up one year what do you say we sort of set it on the calendar uh let's call it 2025 2025 is gonna be motorama canada show and we want all the champions to ascend on that weekend at motorama and uh, you never know, Greg, with that many champions in the room, you may have to make it a full day thing. <laughs> oh, anyway, it would be, be a very nice problem to have. We would gladly accommodate everyone. But it, it, it truly, with, with the Night of Champions thing, it truly is a unique thing. We haven't heard of it anywhere else in the world. No. Anything like that, having so many together. Like, I'm, I'm kind of, it, it's so neat and people are so happy. They, they sign up. It means so much to them. I'm, I'm kind of surprised. It, it hasn't been emulated, but but uh, I guess we'll see. But it, 
we love it. The, the response is amazing. And we're honored that people, you know, make the effort to come to the show and, and uh, be part of it. Is it too late to get a car in the display now? Are things pretty well sold out? And, we and are we've got almost a set. set. We've, we've got the, we call it the racers corral in terms of the racing people. But, excuse me, we, we do have cancellation. So I don't think I've got anyone on the waiting list right now. And there's always some things happen where, you know, we just had somebody where they go, oh, the they plan to get a wrap and then the guy didn't come through and then the car's not wrapped. And right. so he canceled. So, you know, if, if you go to motorama show.com mm-hmm. up near the top, it's still there. It says register a vehicle. If you want to try and get something in last minute, um, put that in. We can't, can't make a promise, but um, I would bet we'd have a spot or two free up beforehand. Isn't that cool? Now let's talk about the fans that are going to come through Joe public, if you will, uh, things, what time does the show open on Friday? What time does everything take place? And if you were a fan, which you know you are, but if you weren't the promoter of it, what day would you select to go through the show? I, I don't know. Like if, if you just wanted to have the place done to yourself, um, but like Friday, because like it's, it's, it starts at it's 10 a.m. every day. Mm-hmm. All three days starts at 10 a.m. So, you, you know, say probably Friday if you wanted to just come and not, you know, have a, a big crowd. You know, they, like we're hoping it's solid. We're doing everything we can to be busy all three days. Right. But, uh, you know, uh, Saturday with, say, Kindig being there and uh, Bad Chad and being there Sunday as well. Like we're really expecting stuff to, to be hopping. Like there were some pretty good omens. Like we, uh, we followed the attendance at some of the shows that are have been down around here including the canadian international auto show mm-hmm. and they had great crowds so it's just people are ready to go you know get back to the things they like and and come out in numbers so it should be busy but uh yeah the, the, the show's got several zones as you walk in everybody comes and goes from hall one so when you come in we call it the grand hall it's 28 just unbelievable custom cars for the most part first time shown in canada indoors and they, they just a labor of love. Like people spare no expense building these things oh, and yeah. they show them off. So when you walk in, it's 28 of those cars right down the middle. People build them hoping that they'll get a spot in hall one at, at Motorama show, which, you know, flatters us. It's, you can't believe it. But when, once they've got it the way they want it and they want to unveil it, a lot of people want to do it at our show, which is an honor. Um, and then right after that, you go into the racing zone um, with all the tracks and series uh, this year, it is 100% racing content in there. Sometimes we've had like a little room and we'll put a car club in there, you know, whatever. But yeah. it is it is jammed with race racetracks, series, vendors, vehicles. It's never been busier in there. Um, the next room you go into is uh, Hall 2 with the big high ceiling, the big room. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the corporate displays are in there, like uh, uh, Lincoln Electric. They're they're sponsoring uh, Bad Chad. and the, they got a big booth, but they're also sponsoring the rooftop. Um also, another thing to look for at the show, speaking of Lincoln Electric, we've got a thing called the Canadian 10, which is a bit, it's kind of like an, um, an homage to what they do at Detroit, Autorama, which is a great, great show. It just happened last weekend. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, down there, they call it the Grade 8. So what they'll do is they put up flags of the best cars in the show, eight cars. Yep. And you, you walk around and you can see one of them's going to win the Riddler Award down yeah. there. And it's, but you get to scout them out and decide who you think should win through it as you're touring the show. So we do the same thing. So it's called the Lincoln Electric Canadian 10. And so those flags will be up. Probably most of those cars are going to be in Hall 1. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they can be throughout. We've, we've had them in like the racing area or in Hall 2 or back in the Mayhem Rockabilly room. 
So just keep an eye out for those, and then you decide uh, who should get the big check yeah. and, and win the grand champion prize on uh, Sunday afternoon on the stage. But uh, And otherwise, in that room, gosh, we've got two huge uh, competition monster trucks, mm-hmm. um, a jet truck, uh, this thing, crazy, like 300-mile-an-hour jet truck. Um, I think it's two dozen car clubs, uh, tons of feature displays. Like anyway, It's just busy, busy. That's awesome. I, I think back to the Riddler when you mentioned the Riddler Award, uh, J.F. Lanier, uh that is on uh, uh, the uh, Rust Brothers that we see yeah. on the History Channel. Uh, J.F. one year had built a, an Acadian. Uh, it was yeah. just an amazing car. Uh, yeah. And they went down there. He was one of the eight finalists. Didn't win the Riddler for that car. I believe he did win a Riddler for one of his creations. Yeah, but uh, like a, just, a just yellowish, uh, orangey. Um, That's Hewitt. right. Yeah. Riviera. Riviera. Gorgeous. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Just amazing. Yeah. We've had him on Race Time Radio before, and uh, he, of course, into racing as well. We'll catch up with JF again one of these nights. But yeah. uh, he, he won the Grand Champion at our show. I, I think it might have been 2019. Mm. with that Acadian and it came from Detroit he, it was in the neighborhood so they brought right. it up <laughs> excuse me yep. and uh, yeah a gorgeous gorgeous car and uh, yeah he won the grand champion the year he was here with that isn't that amazing yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder how many counts custom cars we're actually going to see in the show if there's any of those and I, I wonder if we're going to see any Rust Valley cars yeah I, I'm, I'm not sure I haven't heard that this year um, those guys are always welcome, and we'd love for JF, JF to bring some of his creations again. Yeah, wouldn't it be cool? Well, we'll just yeah. have to go through the show, Greg, and we'll have to take a look at each and every one of them, as well as, uh, of course, the big racing uh, uh, under the big top. It's going to be just amazing. Good job once again. Um, is there a family ticket, Greg? Is there a good day if you've got, you know, the wife and the kids? Is there? Uh, you probably got deals for kids coming in too, right? Yeah, sure. If you go to MotoramaShow.com, right on the side there, one of the things in the top right widget on the website, it's uh, times, the address, prices. So, yes, absolutely. Great deals for kids. There's a family pass and then seniors passes, that type of thing. Well, good luck with the show. I know I'm going to see you down there, bud. Uh, Look forward to it. Uh, Look forward to seeing all of our racing family down there. And uh, uh, be ready, man. Thursday night will be load-in. That's always a fun day. It it will be. It'll be great. And so, uh, and then we'll see you the day after, and we'll give you a one-day-late birthday uh, (laughs) hug. Uh, That sounds like a lot of fun. Take it easy, brother, and uh, we'll see you at Motorama. Thank you so much, Joe. You bet. That's Greg McPherson. Uh, always a great guy to have on Race Time Radio. Enjoy Greg coming on, whether we're talking inside track motorsport news and what's happening in the racing world or leading up to the show like we are. You don't want to miss it this coming weekend at uh, Motorama. It is the International Center in Toronto, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, March 9th or 10th, 11th, and 12th, I do believe it is the weekend. Next weekend, uh, you want to be at that show. We're going to take a quick break here on Race Time Radio, and uh, we'll be back. Hour two is coming up. Stay with us. Hi, race fans. This is Dave Dykstra, sprint driver of the 5D Corpac Oshwegan Sprint, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. to Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear, 
Fuel your passion and confidence at LeafRacewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track. Making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your quick, quick fire starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick, quick fire starters. No harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick, quick fire starters. The world's best fire starter. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. Join us May 5th and 6th. If you build it, they will come. The Seabird family, they're doing a great job. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 at Penticton Speedway. Featuring Canada's top pro-light models and street stocks. Got the car on the scales right now. We're, we're really looking forward to it. For tickets, get to PentictonSpeedway.com. And join us live on Race Time Radio Worldwide for live flag-to-flag coverage. Riley Seaver, the winners of the Western Rattler 300 with competitors from across Canada and the U.S. Now, this is my house. You're not coming here to push me around. and This is probably the biggest win of my career, so this, this is just one of the best nights of my life. This is awesome. All at Penticton Speedway. For the second annual Western Rattler 300. Oh man, well, I'm really excited about this race. This is huge for Western Canadian race. Hey everyone, this is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home Great. away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel. Tom Petty Radio. All of Tom's music, influences, collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on The Very Treasure Show. Heartbreakers hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown with Mike Campbell. And more. It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's alright. And in the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans. Did you know you can get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! 
game all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just Just a tap tap away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. We're just getting started. That's right. Joe hasn't stuck his foot in his mouth yet. But hang tight, it's coming. Now, back to more Race Time Radio and Joe Chisholm. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight live on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. Hello to all our Rev TV viewers. I hope you're enjoying the show. Oh, I might add to it. It's a good idea. If you've got an idea for a special interest story, uh, you might have a friend that's doing really good in racing or you want to talk, uh, you know, want us to interview somebody or get them on the air. You can do that right across Canada. I'll tell you a true story. After last week's show, my phone lit up. Uh, I, I told everybody, if you've got an idea, uh, don't hesitate. Give me a shout. You can email me anytime. My email address is joe at com. Nice and easy. Joe, what time is it? It's race time. Joe at com. Uh, and let me know. Uh, tell me about it. And I can see what I can do about lining up a guest. Well, I had a viewer last week that really loved enjoying race time radio on Rev TV Canada. Uh, reached in from all the way out on Canada's East Coast, said, hey, have you ever heard the name Logan Power? And uh, I'm trying to think, gee, I, I think I know that name, Logan Power. I think I had Logan on the show at one point. It was a couple of years ago. So we've had a lot of guests on Race Time Radio, to say the least. And uh, he, he said, I'd really like to hear from Logan Power. Uh, I'm a race fan on the East Coast of Canada, and Logan Power He's a, he's a real cool dude. He's done a really good job. The guy listed all the wins that Logan has had, and uh, must be a super fan. I reached out to Logan. We got him coming up next week on the show. So you want to meet Logan Power from the East Coast? Drives the street stock. He's going to join us live on Race Time Radio next week. So we got that to look forward to. But there's lots of those Logan Power across Canada And uh, we do our best to reach out and get you all those special interest stories. But let's face it, it's a big old country. And there's just me, Joe Jr., and Susie Q here in the Race Time Radio studio. So every now and then, things slide by and we miss it. We could sure use your help uh, in pulling everything together. But what do you say we welcome our next guest to Race Time Radio? Uh, This gentleman is the man in charge of what is uh, one a new tour here in Canada, or relatively new, with the, uh, uh, the the Sportsman Series. It's called Mass. It is the Maritime All-Star Series out in uh, Canada's East Coast. And uh, Craig McFetridge and his wife take care of this whole deal out there. They're doing a whale of a job, and they're looking at a huge season. And additions to the Sportsman Series they're riding in the street stocks. We got a lot to talk about tonight. And on the Zoom line, we've got him. We have Craig McFatris with us. What's going on there, Craig? How you doing? You're looking great, buddy. Hey, thanks a lot, Joe. Thanks a lot for having me on. Well, man, I'll tell you what. You have not only uh, done a dynamite job putting this series together for the sportsman cars, 
but you've uh, you've managed to not only have the series, but you're growing it and uh, expanding out. You've done a great job. It's how how has it been? I know you're not brand new to the industry. You come to us from Petty International Raceway back in the day, uh, but now you're into a different role. How do you like being a promoter of the Sportsman Series? Well, I really enjoy it, Joe. It's uh, something that's, uh, I guess, it would be a lot simpler than running a whole racetrack, <laughs> if you will. Um, you know, it was just something that, uh, you know, I had a break from racing when I um, sold the track to, to Wayne and Alan Smith and decided that I wanted to get back involved and uh, had a couple opportunities with the old Napa series from Riverside and, and kind of got a nudge in the shoulder from from Joan Rui, the track manager down there. So here we are heading into our second year. Yeah, dynamite job. I know last year, uh, at this time last year, we had you on the, on the radio show part of it, and uh, the excitement was definitely there. Didn't know what to anticipate with everything being sort of fresh and brand new. But, man, you had a good following. Uh, the, the guys have latched on to this. The fans have latched on. And when I take a look at the schedule, I don't think there's a track in eastern Canada that you're not going to uh, other than maybe the Rock, which you'd have to get on a boat and go for a 16-hour drive across the ocean to get to. Uh, you've got the Maritimes pretty well covered. Yeah, we uh, like I said, it was something that was going to start in Nova Scotia and, and stay pretty close to Riverside. And then with the encouragement, like I said, of the Riverside management, we decided to make a bit of a tour um, with it, and it was so well-received. Um, that we grew it a little bit this year. You know, we added a second Brunswick date at Petty International. Um, so we're up to eight races on that. And, and, and like you said, uh, we t- took on the street stock um, at Riverside this year. And that was something that really had been in the works for, geez, I want to say almost as long as the Sportsman um, series was. Um, but it was always going to be a much smaller, obviously a much smaller thing than the Sportsman. It was going to kind of run... 1A, 1B with the, with the Sportsman Series. So that's kind of how that all come together. Well, and much needed, right? Uh, I think of Riverside been there for like, uh, well, this is going to be our 12th season uh, out there doing the IWK 250. Uh, but, you know, I've never seen a street stock go around Riverside International Speedway. And you see them at every other racetrack you go to. I just never seen them at Riverside. And when I seen the announcement this year, just a couple of weeks ago, I went right on Craig McFetridge. You go, man. Uh, that's going to be so cool to see the street stocks out there on that racetrack. And they got to be coming off the chip to be, to have the opportunity to get out on that speedway. You know, I must get at least two or three messages a day from racers, you know, wondering, you know, how it's all going to be down, how many laps are going to get and, are they going to be the main event and everything? There's just so excite, much excitement there. There's like 36 guys registered so far, and there's probably another eight to 10 talking back and forth. Uh, now guys are, are worried that they, uh, <laughs> they might not be able to get in the show when they go to Riverside. So um, we're going to have a plan in place with uh, the track management at Riverside to make sure that everybody gets lots of racing in there in June, June 10th in conjunction with our, uh, Maritime All-Star Series Sportsman Race um, and the Maritime Pro Stock Tour. So, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Um, street Stocks haven't been back to Riverside since uh, Mr. Chisholm took it back over and rebuilt it back in 2006. So 
the, there's guys just chomping at the bit. Matter of fact, there was a gentleman that contacted me. He hasn't even registered yet, um, but he he dug his car out that last race in the last race at Riverside before the rebuild. So wow. he's looking forward wow. to getting back out on the new track. So it Isn't was a, it was a great story. I was amazed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. too cool. Uh, you know, when you uh, uh, take a look at the rule book, how has that been uh, to sort of set out a, a chart of rules? I know you're working with all these different racetracks to try and make everything fit, and uh, that can be difficult at times. How has that process been for both the sportsmen and the street stocks? Well, the sportsman, I think, has always been pretty close, Joe. Um, you know, a little bit of weight here, uh, maybe a carburetor change there. But for the most part, the sportsman has been um, pretty well on par uh, across the Maritimes. Um, you know, as you know, enforcement is the biggest part of the rules. And um, racers will take every advantage they can get if you're not looking at a certain area. So, But overall, the, the sportsman rules are very, very good across the Maritimes. Um, the street stock rules, well... That's a little bit tougher um, because it's kind of growing in Nova Scotia. Um, you know, it kind of took off in Sydney again when they reopened Bud Speedway. Um, but now all of a sudden there's a lot of interest here on the mainland of Nova Scotia and people are looking to buy cars. Um, so, you know, we're going to have to come up with a set of rules um, that work really well for the guys here. Um, they just had a recent rule change in the, for the New Brunswick tracks that kind of, you know, kind of, handcuff some guys about joining us um but we'll come up with something to make it work um the pei cars are very on on par with what we're doing here in nova scotia so yeah we look forward to it um you know there's not an obstacle i guess that you can't overcome if you really want to exactly well said um you know uh, how cool is it when guys will go to a race and may not qualify to get in. Nothing will light a fire under your butt uh, like that will. And uh, talk about being a, a big-time fan perk. Nothing's worse than going to a racetrack and seeing everybody that you know is going to qualify for that race in, you know, two heat races, and then they put them on the racetrack, the same guys. Uh, but when you get it where the guys have to qualify to get in, that's what heat racing is all about. That's what qualifying is all about. And, uh, yeah, there is some long faces at the end, but all that does is just reinsure that that driver is going to be back next year and he is going to come with a gun to a gunfight instead of a knife to a gunfight uh, to try and make his way in. It's pretty prestigious to get into one of those races. Oh, well, yes, it is, and it's... Um, uh... You know, it's 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 going to be it should be a tough go to get into this race. Um, you know, we even got to working through the the what ifs if we get all these cars, you know, if all these guys show up, because I'm thinking even more could show up. Um, and where are we going to put all these guys? Because you've been to Riverside. You know, we're going to have the Maritime Pro Stock Tour there. We're going to have the, the mass sportsman cars and we're going to have the mass street stocks. So um, she's going to be loaded to the gunnels. There's going to be a lot of buzz. Um, people haven't seen street stocks in, in Andy Ganesh since, you know, I would say the very early 2000s, if not the late 90s. Um, and, yeah, like fans are talking about it and fans are, are emailing me on where they can get tickets. And I have to like, say, I don't sell tickets. I just, I'm just part of the show. So I said, you know, you got to email Riverside for that stuff. So 
Yeah, well, they'll be parking them out in uh, uh, out by the ticket office probably, and then having them open the gate and let them in through that way. That'd be a real good problem to have, Craig Mayfetrich. That's going to be kind of cool. Uh, your season gets underway, I believe, on May the twentieth. You guys get yes. fired up with the Auto World uh, Street Star, the Auto World Sportsman Series. Kind of cool that you've got it all sponsored. How are things looking that way for sponsorship? And uh, team-wise, it looks like you've got lots of guys registering and still more to come. Yeah, you know, we, you know, it's, I find it odd that uh, when we start our registrations in January, like we did last year, um, people are actually registering in in early January for racing that don't start in May because they want to be part of what we're doing. And, and that's kind of why we're doing it. We want to, we want to create a series that people want to be part of, um, want to come and have fun, want to be treated fairly and um, leave there having a good time because, you know, we're asking people to, to spend their money that they work Monday to Friday with to get to the racetrack. Um, and if you're going to have a miserable time, you're not going to do it for a long, Joe. So right. um, the key is to treat everybody the same treat them as good as you can and try to do the bells and whistles that make your race special. So it's not just another Saturday night race at a local short track. Well, you guys do a great job uh, laying everything out for fans that want to get more in tune with what you got going on. What's the best place to point it to? I know you guys got a website. Do you do Facebook and all the social media? How do fans sort of get a look in behind the scenes and get up to date on everything? Yeah, so we got our website is uh, www.maritimeallstars.ca. Um, and uh, I try to keep our Facebook social media side of it up to date, um, which is probably one of the easiest things for me to do because I tend to look at it a lot and follow a lot of people, follow a lot of racers. So, so yeah, so those are the two main, uh, the two main ways to kind of get through to us, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I can well imagine, just like the pro stocks, we've seen a lot of guys over the years go through pro stock, and sometimes it looks, oh, okay, that guy's maybe done. He's fallen out of racing. Maybe he's, I don't know, going to do something else with life. And then, lo and behold, we look, and all of a sudden they appear in a sportsman car uh, because there's a new deal and there's something, you know, happening that, uh, you know, that pro stock was just a little too much for them. But now, hey, a sportsman car, I can go do that. And they get a chance to tour around a bit. Any big names that we are used to maybe hearing in the pro stock ranks that you're starting to see come through uh, on the auto world side? Not really at this time. We don't have a lot. Like, uh, of course, my series sponsor, Auto World, uh, Dylan Blankhorn, is going to run some races in Jerry Hayes' car out of Sydney. Um, you know, uh, I think SFR was looking at maybe putting somebody in one of their cars or in their car. I'm not sure if that's going to be a young driver or maybe a veteran. Um, they hold the cars pretty close to their chest. Uh, so, you know, we're going to get a lot of what we had last year. Um, you know, we had very close and competitive racing. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, we had 54 cars uh, take part in our seven races last year. So that's, um, that was very gratifying to see that by year's end. Um, I would have liked to seen another four or five at certain events. Um, but, you know, full-time racing isn't for everybody anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people like to pick and choose and go to the races they want to go with. Um, not hard to draw a car count when you're, 
when you're supporting the IWK weekend on the Friday night, you know, we always, you know, you get those 24 to 26 guys that'll come up to that race and have a good Friday night race. Um, Petty will, will draw great um, because, you know, they have a dozen of their own sportsman cars up there as well that like to get involved in big shows. Um, you know, there's a bunch of cars now in Sydney, Yarmouth, you know, has a, has a great car count. So, you know, we, we hope to hit, you know, uh, you know, ideally I'd like to be 22 to 24 cars each, each, uh, each event, um, for the sportsman guys, just because they're traveling, we want to make sure we get them in the show. Um, but obviously we'll take as many as we can get. Um, but yeah, that's kind of our target is to probably have, you know, four to six more cars following us on a full-time basis in 2023 than did in 2022. Yeah, pretty cool last year. I remember seeing Brad Eddy pop into that six car. And, oh, man, you want to talk about an exciting individual to watch in a sportsman race. He, along with, you know, Dylan Blankhorn, if you can get him into a race car, you know you've got a show coming up. And look at all the regulars with Barkhouse and, oh, the list goes on and on. Uh, of uh, Richards is another one. There's so many good cars uh, that can show up to a sportsman race. Uh, I just absolutely love it. Do you think you're going to see more competitors maybe out of Scotia Speed World this year? Or is that sort of, uh, you know, uh, I know it hasn't been a big thing in the past. Uh, when you get the guys at Riverside, they do come from everywhere. But on yep. a regular basis, do you think you're going to see more Scotia Speed World guys traveling down? I, I hope so. Um, you know, Scotia does the Friday night shows. Um, and, you know, they got a very strong class here, the strongest in the Maritimes when it comes to a, uh, um, a weekly show. Mm-hmm. You know, they have 18 to 20 cars that, that uh, show up on a regular basis on Friday nights. Um, we didn't catch it on a lot of those cars last year on our 30 show. Um, but there was also a big tire shortage last year and guys that run for championships, as you know, um, want to make sure that they can get through that season at their home track before they venture outside. So I think you're going to see, you know, more guys, you know, taking a race here or there this year than what did last because, you know, all kind of indications are that we will have a better tire supply in 2023 than we did in 2022. And that's good to see. Yeah, it sure is. It's much needed. We definitely needed to see that. Uh, Craig McFetris, this is really going to be an exciting 2023. I know I look forward to catching up with you guys at Riverside. And hopefully before then, uh, you know, I can get you a race or so out there. And uh, we really, really genuinely look forward to it. A lot of good things happening in the Maritimes this year on all levels at all the different speedways. Uh, you guys have really got it happening. And uh, we got you to thank for a lot of it, too, you know, with the sportsmen in the street stock now. Uh, you and your wifey poo are going to be kind of busy this summer, buddy. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we really only talk, and I say really only, you know, we only really talk on one more race weekend because um, the, uh, like I said, the street stock is going to race with the sportsman cars on the two dates at Riverside. But yeah, it's going to be busy. And sometimes I look look at myself in the mirror and say, you know, Craig, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, you know, you had enough on the go because I'd really like to get, I really like to get the sportsman cars to PEI next summer. Um, Robbie's a great friend and I'd really like to get over there with the sportsman cars. So that's kind of on our bucket list for, for growth in 2024. Um, but we want to keep this thing small because, you know what, there's other races in the Maritimes that whether you're a sportsman driver or a street stock driver, you want to take in. And we don't want to interfere with guys being able to do those races. So we want to keep this thing 
relatively small. Yeah, and it's called a comfortable balance, right? And it's always hard to do. You got to operate right on the razor's edge, so to speak, uh, trying to appease the race base, trying to appease the race fan. And oh, by the way, the guys that pay the bills are the racetrack. So everybody's got to remain happy. Everybody's got to remain successful. And uh, that that's uh, always uh, not always easy to do. But Craig McFetrich, you've been doing a great job with it. Uh, much continued success. And if there's absolutely anything we can do uh, to help you along, just say the word, my friend. And I know we'll have competitors that run both ends of the series. I plan on getting winners on so you can let those guys know they're going to get national coverage on Race Time Radio. So go out there, race your butts off, and hopefully you qualify to get in. Uh, and we will definitely hear from them right across Canada, right here. And uh, we just appreciate everything you're doing. And uh, congratulations on making things a little better. But I'll send you a little bottle of Tylenol just to help you out. All right. I appreciate that, Joe. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Craig, so much for the time tonight on Race Time. Uh, you and your wife relaxed there just for a little bit. Now you got, uh, what, a month and a half, and then it's going to be green time. At least practice will get underway. Yeah, well, people will be able to see us. We're going to head to the speed sport in Moncton in April, so people will be able to see us there and talk a little bench racing there with uh, with as part of the Tim's Corner booth. So, Oh, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. Timmy will have it well covered. You can guarantee that. I look forward to it. I'll be tuned in, bud. You uh, right. have a good one. Be safe. Thank you, Joe. Thanks again for having us on. You betcha. That's Craig McFetrish out there on Canada's East Coast. Got to check these guys out. That sportsman tour is off the hook. I'll tell you, it's going to be really good. Uh, and the same thing with the street stocks. How exciting would guys be to get on Riverside? Uh, for, uh, you know, participants in Ontario, let me put it to you this way. The excitement level of race teams to get out on Jucasa, the old Cayuga Speedway, uh, the, the competitor base just went absolutely nuts. They love that 5 eighths mile racetrack. God, I wish it was still operating today. And fingers crossed, you never know. Maybe we can get another race there. But the uh, the, the, the fans, the, the competitors went nuts to get on that speedway. Well, the same thing is true on Canada's East Coast. You want the biggest, fastest? It's Riverside. And it is a beautiful speedway. And it is a fast speedway. And if you can get an opportunity to race whatever on that track, you're going to take the opportunity. And Craig and his team have got it laid out where we're going to see street stocks back on that speedway, along with the sportsman cars uh, and the pro stock tour. Come on. It'll be the best ticket that you can get. Uh, and you want to definitely get to Riverside International Speedway and get those tickets. I believe monster truck tickets went on sale and they're going to go fast. They've added the monster truck race, too. So uh, there's all kinds happening. Get to RiversideInternationalSpeedway.com, CA, sorry, CA, and check it out. Uh, we will have Joan on the show, uh, General Manager of Riverside, in just a couple of weeks to get you up to date on maybe some of the stuff that we haven't hit on, uh, but we look forward to that. We're going to hit a quick break when we come back. Off to the west coast of Canada we go. We're going to grab Trevor Seabird. We're going to talk Penticton Speedway and the Western Rattler 300 weekend. Trevor has got some huge news. Don't know what it is, but we're going to find out together 
on the other side of the break. Stay with us. We will be back. Hey, everybody. This is Ray Dunlap. Make sure you tune in to Race Time Radio to see what's going on in the trucks. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM Channel 167. Did you know you could get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just Just a tap tap away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. And it is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. Join us May 5th and 6th. If you build it, they will come. The Seabird family, they're doing a great job. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 at Penticton Speedway. Featuring Canada's top pro-light models and street stocks. Got the car on the scales right now. We're, we're really looking forward to it. For tickets, get to PentictonSpeedway.com. And join us live on Race Time Radio Worldwide for live flag-to-flag coverage. Riley Seaver, the winners of the Western Rattler 300 with competitors from across Canada and the U.S. Now, this is my house, and you're not coming here to push me around. And This is probably the biggest win of my career, so this, this is just one of the best nights of my life. This is awesome. All at Penticton Speedway. For the second annual Western Rattler 300. Oh man, I'm really excited about this race. This is huge for Western Canadian race. What is SiriusXM NASCAR Radio? Tyler Reddy will go to Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You just won at Indy. Down here in Victory Lane, let me ask the fans. It's all. Joey Logano will set his sights on a championship. Two times, baby. Things. He shoved him up the right track. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory. (laughs) NASCAR. Oh, he loses it. He crashes. SiriusXM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Soccer is a passion that goes beyond the sport. And Sirius XMFC's podcast, More Than a Game, brings that passion to you. And you believe it! In each episode, FC's panel of experts take a deep dive into club histories, iconic grounds, bitter rivalries, and so much more. There's nothing like a Derby Day in Manchester. New episodes are available weekly by downloading the Sirius XM app and searching More Than a Game. From the high banks of Daytona. Cover it all. Ooh, that's going to be the mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Cal. Woo, shake and bake. And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome. 
Welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Uh, just the one Joe here tonight. The other Joe, uh, not feeling so well. He's under the weather. Uh, he is going to heal up. Uh, he had a smoking headache, so he said, Dad, I don't think I can do it tonight. I said, don't worry about it. Take a night. Uh, and uh, that's what he's done. So hopefully he gets rid of that head knocker. And uh, he's got a busy weekend next weekend doing Motorama. And uh, uh, I had a jam-packed show and uh, just can't wait to get to our next guest. Uh, he's looking just super fine. His name is Trevor Siebert, of course. All things out in B.C., whether it's RS1 Cup Series racing, uh, Western Rattler, the second annual Western Rattler 300 weekend, Penticton Speedway, Area 27, and oh, might I add, the guy also drives in each of those series, uh, and he is uh, one accomplished racer, and uh, he joins us now on the Zoom line. Trevor Siebert, what's going on? How are you doing tonight, buddy? <clears throat> Excuse me, doing good, Joe. How are uh, you? Hear me okay? I we can not only hear you, but we can see you real good too. And it's uh, okay. nice to see. How are things going out there in BC? You got any uh, tulips popping out of the ground yet, buddy? You know, we got a little bit of winter here still. Like, um, and I I see that you're getting it back east there as well. But uh, yeah, we got a pretty good dump of snow on the Coquihalla the other day. Shut the highway down for a period of time. Um, I think they got a couple of feet up there. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I was just talking to somebody today, you know, it was only a few years ago I was out riding. I'm at, at home in Vancouver tonight, but I, uh, you know, back in January, a couple of years ago, I was already riding my Harley around down here. And, and uh, you know, it's, there's no snow here now. It's snowing a bit the other night, but, uh, but it's cool. It's, I think it's only four or five degrees, but uh, anyway, can't complain. Nah. Spring is coming. Hey, do you know what? It's better to have the cool air right now at the beginning of March and then by the time we get out there on May the 4th, 5th, 6th, it's going to be uh, unbelievable weather. I know last year, Trevor, it was gorgeous for the Western Rattler 300, uh, the first ever, ever Western Rattler 300. It was gorgeous through the day. It did chill off at night, but you guys wouldn't have known it in the race cars. It probably was a perfect uh, air temperature for you guys. It was great for the for the drivers and the cars. There's no question, you know. I mean, everything runs nice and cool when it's like that. But it was too cold. It was too cold for the fans, and that was abnormally cold for for Penticton. I mean, uh, the year prior, we were rebuilding the racetrack. We were pouring concrete out there, wearing t-shirts. A couple of weeks prior to that event last year, like uh, of the same date, but it was a pretty good cold snap last year, as you know. And um, you know, he froze your butt off sitting up there in the announcer booth, and uh, so did a bunch of other people, and. You know, it's it's unfortunate because it's 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 hard on fans when it's like that, right? Um, yeah. You know, they a lot of them come. They got small kids, and and uh, you know they they just can't handle it. And uh, you know, the parents, you know, they'll stick it out. They can go warm themselves up, right? And have a coffee or something. But it's pretty hard on the kids. So once the kids are tired and cold, then uh, then they want to go home, right? So, yeah. You know, we moved it ahead uh, another week this year just to try and give us a little advantage on the weather. But like I say, that's not unseasonable for it to be that cold like it was last year. So I, I don't think we'll have that this year. No, we're going to be in good shape this year. Uh, how are things coming? Uh, registrations are now open for the Western Rattler 300. So uh, I can well imagine you're going to start hearing from teams uh, from all over the place. I've been in touch with quite a few of them that have shown intention. I'm going. I'm got, are you kidding me? I'm not missing the 300. Uh, I know Matt Shirley out of Saskatoon. 
uh, he said, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I have to work that weekend, but I'm going to do everything in my power to make that change so that I, he said, I don't care what weekend I got to work, but I do not want to miss that 300. So I know there's some guys like that. I have heard of guys like Trent Seidel, also out of Saskatoon, that have thrown their hat in the ring. They uh, are going to show up this year at the 300. I can imagine the phone's going to start ringing and ringing heavy. Well, it, and it already has been, right? We're getting a lot of attention from uh, from the boys across the border to, you know, uh, this time around. We had COVID before and, uh, you know, the the passport whole thing with the with the COVID passport. And, you know, a lot of people just simply didn't have it. And, uh, and even if they did, they weren't that interested in coming across and dealing with the whole thing. So, you know, that's gone. us behind us now and it's... Um, you know, getting a lot of attention from down there. And, and uh, you know, we made a couple of changes here the last few days that I think, you know, we got quite a few fish on that, um, at least nibbling at the hook that I think we're going to be able to reel them in. I really want this thing to be an international flavor and, and, a, and, a, and a national flavor as well for, for Canada. You know, we had, we had Kyle Reed come out and, uh, you know, give us a hard time last year and a hell of a driver. And uh, I think he's coming back uh, from what I understand. And, no uh, thinking so about was, it, Trev. Some... No thinking about it. He is coming. I know that for sure. <laughs> I, We've had him on the I know show. That. I coming. think he's coming out here to, to tune us up and that's good. You know, I, I you know, I think the world of him, uh, you know, the, he put on a hell of a show last year with the way he drove that car and stuff. So, and I know he had some problems with the car too, that, um, you know, if he didn't have some misfortune with a few things, he probably would have been at the front. So, you know, anyways, that's a, he, he's from back east, and I know he works in Fort Mac, but, you know, we consider him a, a Nova Scotia guy, I think is where he's from originally. And, and uh, you know, for sure, the guys from, from uh, Saskatchewan, Saskatoon, and in that area, and some Albertans. Um, you know, and then we've, like I say, we've got a lot of attention coming in now from Washington, Oregon, and uh you know, those series that are just across the border from us is really not that far to, you know, try cities and, uh, you know, the old Yakima track and, um, uh, oh, Meridian. There's a bunch of them that are just across the border, three, four hours from us. Yeah, I was really surprised. But, you know, from a guy, a guy from Ontario, I think of British Columbia, I think of how vast it is. It's such a beautiful province. And uh, I didn't draw the relationship on how close those other tracks were. Uh, like we're talking three to four hours, maybe five hours at the outside. And then you look at a guy out of Saskatoon, he's rolling in 16 hours across, you know. Uh, it, it makes it kind of, I, I look at it and go, wow, that shocks me. But in the same respect, uh, it, it does tell you a lot about the event and what kind of momentum is being built to go and take that ball and push it down, you know, push it down the field. You've got a guaranteed winner here. Uh, I could not believe the Western Rattler 300 last year on how fast it ran, how professional it was ran, the teams that were involved. Uh, like I'm talking front to back. Hey, you'll remember this, Trev. Now, you were running second at the time, so you weren't looking too much behind you. But I can tell you from where Cole and I were standing and, you know, Brad Mann down on the infield, we still had like 20 cars on the lead lap and we're in the second half of the race. That's crazy. You never hear that. Well, I think the biggest uh, thing we advantage that we have with that racetrack is when uh, when we redesigned it and rebuilt it. Um, you know, the one end, uh, turn one and two, all we've done is repave it. So it's got the same geometry for the most part that it always had. But turn three and four, 
our goal was to turn it into a two-line track. And that absolutely happened with the progressive banking that we put in there. And it's, I don't know of a track that's steeper than this one anywhere in Canada that I know of. Um, so when you get up in the top groove, you've got a big advantage to be able to stay up there. And and once you have, you know, two grooves, I think it really changes things because a lot of, let's be serious, a lot of people get bottled up in traffic. It's not necessarily that they're a lap down type of a car. Right. They just got into a situation where there's a traffic jam ahead of them. They can't do anything about it. Um you know, maybe they are a faster car, but a couple of guys are racing each other up there and, and they can't get by each other because there's only one groove. And unless somebody's doing a bump and run, uh, you know, and hopefully it's not too much of that early on in the race because you have a lot of wrecks. Right. Right. So that was just my whole philosophy there when when I redesigned that place to turn into two groove or solid two groove tracks. And it's arguable, like. You can run up high, you run down low, and you can run there all night long. And, and, and that's what really promotes having cars on the lead lap, you know, and good side-by-side racing and not a lot of yellows. So we're, we're extremely happy about that. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's inherent in these short tracks that it's a single lane, and it, it's very tough. Um, I was watching a couple of them on Rev TV there today, and, and there was good racing. But, you know, you see these different tracks. Some are better than others that they still have. Call it a groove and a half. Where if a guy's got a better car, he can go outside, he can make it work after four or five laps, and he better get by mm-hmm. and, and get it done, or he's going to wear himself out out there. But at least he can get by. But there's a lot of other tracks that, that I've raced at over the years. And I tell you, you're just not going around the outside. It doesn't matter. Now, so. you got to hit the guy and move him out of the way to get the spot. And then yeah, the passing preferred passing lane is on the inside, and it shouldn't be. You should be able to go to the outside and actually, uh, you know, make your car work out there. And some guys set up to the outside, and they can't quite conceivably work down low. It's so funny, you know, talking to uh, Jason White, which was in the 300 last year. Of course, we see him in RS1 competition out in BC. He was at Daytona. In the Arca race, in the truck race, and I had him on Race Time Radio Sunday night after the two big races, and he almost won that Arca race. He said my uh, spotter was in my ear saying, paint that yellow line right around the bottom of the racetrack. Don't leave the yellow line. Stay down low. Uh, And with so many racetracks, that's all you can do is pin it to the bottom and stay there. You can't go to the outside, but at Penticton, even last year, Trev, when we had the bump down in turn three, four, it was free done. I don't know, the entrance of turn four, is that safe to say, like right in between three and four? If you straddled that bump and went to the high side, you could make it work. But if you hit that bump, it did upset the race car. Yeah, that's down in turn one and two, yeah. Um, oh, sorry, down in turn one and two, that end of the track. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, a lot of guys said, well, we should have kept it. And, yeah. you know, I heard all kinds of stuff. I actually, um, you know, if your car works better than the rest in that bump, of course, you want to keep it, right? Because right. it's a challenge to get your car to work in there. But the minute your car doesn't work there, you want it gone. So it was the right thing to do to get rid of it. And, uh, you know, I think some people are concerned that it's going to change the lines on that track. Well, it will change them for sure. Uh, but I don't think it's going to give up uh, being a two-line track. I really don't believe that because when we rebuilt the straight uh, the speedway, the front stretch, I put a big arc in it. The wall used to be straight. Now it has probably a car and a half width at the flag tower, wider than it was. And then it comes back and it actually doesn't even join in where the wall used to be. It's, it's wider even at the corner. 
than it nice. used to be. So you can arc the car in there, which really helps promote running the high line mm-hmm. because you don't have any progressive banking down there. But if you can stay outside and arc the car in, then you've still got enough advantage on the outside line to 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 make up the the distance difference. Uh, you know, and you get down the back stretch there, even equal. Well, you're then you're good through three and four again. So it's. You know, it's back and forth. It's just inches at a time, back and forth. And uh, I don't think it's going to change much. I know it's going to improve things. And, you know, I did mention uh, Kyle there earlier. I think he was one of the ones that, that I think he lost some bolts out of his sway bar or something near the end there. He did. Somebody, he did. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that doesn't make for great racing, right? <laughs> when when you break a lot of cars just because of bumps he had in there. And, and uh, so I I I've never liked to win races because of attrition i've always been one that if i'm going to win a race i want to know that everybody else is running and they they gave me their best shot and and you know won that day was better that day and and uh so you know it's uh you always find the different racers right you ones the guys that break down on the highway and the guys find out and they're all excited because he's not going to be able to make it and i've yeah. never understood that in my life and uh, you know i just uh, i don't i just don't get it you know I'll go help the guy get here because if I win, I want to win and beat that person, right? Yeah. So it's, um, you know, like I say, it, it's the same with the racetrack. I got to think of it the same way. I got to give all the best advantages I can so that we're not breaking cars, you know, and having having uh, attrition because the, the track's not up to snuff. You bet. We're with Trevor Siever tonight. He is out in British Columbia. Uh, Penticton Speedway is going to be the site again for the Western Rattler 300 coming up. Uh, May 4th, 5th, 6th. You want to be there the three days. I know we got race in two days, but you're going to want to be there all three. Uh, we got practice in there and uh, things going to be setting up for what is going to be another huge, huge weekend. And the kickoff, really, to the short track end of life here in Canada. We've got a lot of great races, but uh, I'll tell you what, the Western Rattler is the one that kicks everything off, and there is nothing that is 300 laps in length for a pro-late model anywhere in this country other than the Western Rattler 300. That was by design. All the brainchild of our guest, Trevor Siebert. Uh, Trev, uh, looking at the 300, uh, we got any kinks? We got anything that you're going to change? Uh, I don't know what you could change to make it better than you did last year. Well, you know, again, you, you listen to a lot of people and, and you have to, um, you know, take take it all in because uh, you can't make everybody happy. Um, you know, you try and do something that you spread it out so that uh, more competitors are able to compete at and, and be have some parity. And, and um so we, you know, with the West Car guys out here, and the I guess the BC late models, uh, the guys off the island and stuff, you know, they're running a they're running a lesser car. It's just we'll call it what it is. But what we did is we gave them advantage last year, not advantage against us, but an advantage against what they would normally run by lightening up their car a whole bunch. And uh, but some of them can't get down there; they just can't get down to the weights that that we're allowing. So. You know, some can, some can't, depending on, you know, how old the car is and how it was built and, right. and everything else. Um, so, as you know, we had um, we had qualifying last year to to lock in the top 12. And then we had what we call the Baker's Dozen, which was to pull out like a, a race on Friday night to pull out another 13 cars and add that to the mix. And uh, that brought us up to 25. And um, and then we had the uh, 303 was was set aside that if we you know if we have enough cars and we need to have a last chance qualifier that's what that is for Saturday night, 
to fill to fill our field of 28 cars. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we looked at that and we talked to uh, we talked to the organizations there that are running those those cars and the West Car guys wanted to start their season with us and and run a points event there and and they you know, they were really hoping to have a, a standalone event. So so you know we capitulated with that and we said, well, yeah, let's do let's let's look at this. So we what we've done is we've we've done away with the baker's dozen. And so the way the weekend's gonna work now is is in after time trial time trials, we'll have twenty-two cars will be locked in to the Western Rattler three hundred. Okay. Then we're gonna have a completely separate race on Friday night for only the West Car uh legal type cars. So that'll include the guys from the island, um, you know, the BC late models, I think they call themselves. So they all run basically the same rule book. Right. The late the the um the prolates and superlates uh, won't be eligible for that race anymore. Right. And so that'll be a Friday night standalone thing. They can run their points. And they, the biggest problem was, is they, because it couldn't get, some of the cars couldn't get down to the weights. They were concerned about getting a full field of, of their cars to show up because some of them would be packing just simply packing too much weight. So now they're going to run their rules with their weights on Friday night, standalone race. We're probably going to have a, a great car count for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're fully behind it. We've talked to the organizers of, of that, and uh, they're they're pretty they're pretty excited about it. We're pretty excited about it. The top three finishing positions will be guaranteed a starting spot in the Western Rattler 300. Oh man, that's so, a cool idea. Exactly. So now they're running for their own points, and they're running for their own prize money. So they're not trying to race against, you know, a different style of car or something like that to win some money on Friday night. And they're racing against each other only to advance into the Western Rattler 300. How cool so is I, that? So we're calling that the Snake Bite 125. We're giving them 125 laps. It'll be a great show Friday night. We're running the street stocks Friday night like we did last year. Right. And um, so it'll be a nice package for Friday night to set the whole weekend off. Now, like I say, all the qualifying is happening on Friday. Mm-hmm. Now, what we've done for the Western Rattler 300, though, is we've added another $10,000 to the winning purse. So we're now $20,000 to win oh. the Western oh, Rattler 300. No and we way. didn't pop any of, the, any of the positions below it. Like second place is still $5,000. So it's a <laughs> really strong payout. Yeah, the only guy, only and, five grand for second, right? Just only yeah, five grand. Yeah. That's more than a lot of shows pay to win. It, it sure is. I, I mean, I've done my homework. I've looked around and, yeah. and stuff. And, you know, the other thing is, um, you know, it, it may have influenced us a little bit, but I'm looking at some of the payouts that they have in the, in the U.S. And, you know, there's a lot of $10,000 races across the border. Yeah. Uh, there's one race in particular coming up this summer. That's a $20,000 thing. But the, the the disadvantage we have, of course, is for getting U.S. drivers, they're, they're getting paid in Canadian dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's the same old thing that you, you hear with the hockey players all the time, you know, getting parity on dollars. And, and so so we stepped up and we added another uh, another ten grand of that. So it's 20000 Someone's going to be holding a $20,000 check. And I know, that, like I said earlier, we had a bunch of fish on – uh, at least nibbling at the hook. I'm pretty sure that the hook will be set now. Oh, as yeah. We get international flavor there. Yeah. Well, you put you, you put more than enough bait on, bud. Uh, yeah. I would say you're going to catch more than a couple on this one. Uh, Twenty thousand dollars to win the Western Rattler 300. You can almost hear the race teams 
firing up the hullers in Ontario going, okay, all that's off. I got to go now. Uh, what else pays 20 grand? Not even a Pinty's race pays 20 grand, my friend. I don't know of another race anywhere in Canada that's going to pay $20,000 to win. Uh, that, that's amazing. It really is. Uh, good on you. And uh, how about it for Friday night? The Westcar guys, the BC late models. I know what you're talking about. Uh, I, I watched the Canada 200 that took place at Western Speedway. The last race that's ever going to happen at that racetrack. Uh, and it took place last September with long weekend. I watched it on Rev TV. Uh, and I, I can't help but say, Trevor, there was, I'm going to say, uh, maybe seven or eight cars at the front of the field that were uh, Western Rattler uh, caliber, caliber. I don't know whether that's sure. the right word or not, but caliber. And then the rest of the field, bless their souls, they had late models. But you could see the cars weren't up to date with the guys that were running at the very front of the field. Uh, there seemed to be a big separation between the haves and the have-nots in that particular race. Hey, this would be kind of cool. If they're not going out and running against the bullets, they're going to have an opportunity to win that Snake Bite 125 uh, and then qualify for the Western Rattler the 300 the next day. Hey, man, that 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 is that's really saying something. Good job. Well, yeah, and, and um, so it gives them a standalone race, and, you know, we – we want to. Um, I'm. I'm fully committed, and the track is fully committed to, to helping to rebuild uh, late model racing, all racing, but in particular late model racing uh, for this event. You know, in in BC, and, and uh, we've already got a lot of traction on it already from what we did last year, and you know, so we did listen to to, to these guys that um, are concerned that they don't have good enough equipment, you know, to to come and run that race. But we do know that last year uh, we had a couple of West cars inside the top ten. One finished fifth and one finished seventh. They say it all the time. Yeah, they didn't need uh, they didn't need the lucky dog in three hundred laps to stay on the lead lap. So the parity is there. Well, what they'll have to do this year is because they're going to run Friday night with their own weight rules, and they'll have to pull the weight out of the car. Right on. Well. They should pull the weight out of the car. I was just going to say, want. they don't have to, right? If they want to run 300 pounds heavy. If they're overweight, but I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're going to pull it out. Sure. And uh, give themselves a chance, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, for so for sure, we'll have the top three uh, that are in there. The other thing that we're doing is, um, is in the 303, the way I've set it up. So, of course, you lock in the top 22, but the West Car guys won't be won't be running for that qualifying. Right. They'll be running for their own, for their own starting position. Right. But if they truly want to be in the 300 and they're not inside those three that were getting automatic, I, I've set the rules so that they're welcome to join the last chance qualifier for the 300. So there's a back doorway in for them to do that. Oh, no, that's cool too. Well, I don't, I don't want to find out that there's four or five guys that prefer to to run them both and and because they're overweight on friday night when we're qualifying they can't qualify for the other one they just they probably won't make it in right but right. it still gives them that back door we're guaranteeing the, the podium finishers a way in so they lock that in and right. then the other guys can give it a go and who knows how many people will be in that last chance qualifier there could be six or could be 16 i don't know that's right, right. We'll see what shows up right? and you so don't I'm, know like if you cut a tire down on friday night 
in the 125, you cut a tire down and you go down laps. Well, you yeah. could have had a really good day, but, you know, you I don't know, you ran over something or, you know, you cut a tire down and it ended your day. Now you can't make the 300, but now with this race, you still have an opportunity to get in. Trevor, you guys have really thought of everything with this. Uh, good on you guys. Well, you know, a lot of it comes from my own experience. You know, when you when you travel a long way, I've, I raced all over North America, and and you know what kind of money you spend and the time you put into it, and and how something silly happened in qualifying, and now you're you're loading up and you're going home, mm. and and you got no chance. And and so I do think of of those situations where a guy's out trying to qualify, and I don't know, a plug goes on him or something like that, and he's you know, misses the cutoff or something happens, like you say, in the, in the Friday night race where cuts a tire down and, and now it's, it's loaded up and go home or you have this last chance. And that's what a last chance is. It's like, if, if everything went poor for you to date, you know, this weekend, there's one more shot at it for you. So that last chance is that last chance is going to happen Saturday, right? It, yes, yeah. exactly. It's the first race of the night so that we can get it out of the way. And then obviously the guys got to get their cars sorted out to get in the race. And then we'll run our, we'll run our, um, our Venom 100 street stock event. Awesome we'll race as well. Around our 300. So yeah. it gives them an opportunity, whatever that is, an hour, hour and a half or something like that. Right. Finish the qualifying race. And if they're in the deal, they make it to the show. They got a little bit of time to kind of get their car ready to go, get it through tech, and, and you know, get get in the lineup. Wow, what a game changer! This is going to be. Uh, listen, the Western Rattler Three Hundred was already huge. Okay, you just made it. I don't know if there's another superlative for huge, but whatever it is, uh, that's what you just made this. This is outstanding. Now. Uh, to pay $20,000 to the winner, uh, to work with different forms of late models, to give them an opportunity to get in, and then allow them, uh, uh, well, the top three plus the last chance qualified guys to get in. Uh, this is amazing. And the pro late guys don't have to worry about, well, I'm not going to get more laps on my car like I wanted to for the 300 because they still have huge opportunity for practice, on Thursday, guaranteed. I was there last year for Thursday. It was incredible watching all the teams go out there and practice. I think of Riley. You know, when Riley Siever went out there, the 09 car that eventually won the 300, I watched him on Thursday, Brad Mann and I, up at the fence watching the 34 car did rocket fast. Uh, Brendan Carlson was out there. Boom, to the top of the board he went. He stayed there for a while. Then the 12 car of Matt Shirley went out. Uh, boom, he goes to the top of the board. And I went, ah, Riley went out, you went out, and you guys were down there. And I'm thinking, wow, home track guys aren't really doing well here. And towards the end of practice, all of a sudden, there goes the 69, kaboom, to the top of the board. And I, I said to Brad, no one's stopping Trevor's time, nobody. And along comes Riley, popped the old boy off the top. And he ended up taking the cake. I know it was practice, but everybody wants those bragging rights. And I'll tell you, even Thursday's practice session was incredible to watch. It, it is really a funny thing. And there's, a, you know, quite a bit of competition between Riley and myself. And, uh, and uh, you know, the car's put away and we're done practice, except, you know, when dad goes out and rips one off and goes a little bit faster and all of a sudden, well, maybe I should just go for one more go and he'll go out and, 
and you know put a flyer in and just to bump me down in the second and, and practice and come out and give me the nod or whatever and I do it to him too it's it's actually kind of funny but it's motivating right it, it gets you going and that's you know, um, everybody always has their kind of nemesis. It's, it's funny though, you get, when you get that competitive with your son, it's, it's, it's pretty cool actually for us. But, um, you know, I, I tell people too, like, you think we got hometown advantage, but, um, I don't know. I like, I, I Riley qualified six last year after it was all said and done. And I was eighth. Yeah. And, um, I tell you, the guys were pretty solidly ahead of me. They were, I think they were close to two tenths of a second they had on me yeah and um so you know i i kind of like that not being back there i kind of like the fact that you know we finished one two in the race but we kind of had to go about it a little differently they weren't necessarily quick as cars but you know i can't speak for raleigh but for me a long race like that you got to play your strategy and you just got to be consistent not wear your stuff out and do it a certain way and and it paid off um so, you know, you might be the quickest in practice and you might be the quickest in qualifying, but you really need to be the quickest when it comes to the last lap. So. Oh, when the pay window opens up, you want to be exactly where Riley Siebert was in that 09 uh, machine. Uh, just, just amazing. What a race last year. And this one's going to be even better. Trevor Siebert, we're right up alongside the, the top of the hour. Got to throw the keys back to Rev TV Canada and to Sirius XM. But man, did you drop a bombshell? I never expected that to come out of you tonight. Uh, but thank you for that. And I know the racing community across Canada is going to thank you probably personally after this. Trevor, this is huge news. And man, I can't wait for the 300. Uh, you, you yet again have uh, gone above and beyond to make this uh, Canada's true kickoff. And this is going to be incredible. Well, we want to have our identity, right, out here in Western Canada, and we, you know, there's some other great races uh, throughout throughout Canada, and and uh, you know, the Canada 200 obviously had their namesake for them for many, many years, and and uh, we just want to have ours, and and that's why we're throwing some money at it, and uh, want to get the flavor, want to get uh, long distance callers, you know, coming. I think it's awesome when you introduce the drivers to the fans, and you can start naming places back east or. Saskatchewan or Oregon or Washington I think the fans understand that they're here to watch the best of the best yeah 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 and they are this is uh, uh this is going to be incredible I plan on getting a pile of racers on this program to talk about what they're going to expect to see at the Western Rattler 300 and we can't forget about the street stock guys the uh, Venom 100 uh, I'll tell you what two great Street stock races last year. I know we expect the same. And now the West Coast guys, oh, man, yeah. uh, we got our work cut out, man, uh, and time's a ticking. Three great uh, uh, three great classes of cars are without a doubt. And the street stock guys are, are a great anchor. I shouldn't say guys, guys and gals. Guys and girls, uh, yeah. A, a lot of great uh, lady race car drivers now, you know, around the whole country and comes right down to it. So, it's going to be a great night. We're super excited about it. The thing keeps growing. This is our second year. We're learning some things. We're trying some things, and uh, but we're getting a ton of ton of positive feedback. Trevor Siebert, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for jumping on here tonight and sharing that news with us. And uh, I know I look forward to catching up with you again in real short order, and we'll see how things are coming together for this year's Western Rattler 300. Thanks so much for the time, buddy, and make sure you say hi. To my whole Penticton family out there, will you? I'll do that. Thanks a lot, Joe. Always appreciate being on your show. You bet. That's Trevor Siebert. Watch out. Watch out. Man, can you believe it? 20 grand to win. And Westcar 
the the field opens up for that. Those guys qualify. Man, I'll tell you what, this is gonna be amazing. I can't wait for everything to uh, get ready to go. And of course, Race Time Radio gonna have it all for you live, and uh, we'll get you up to date on absolutely everything heading in to that race. We'll hear from competitors from coast to coast, wherever they're coming from, down in the U.S. Of course, we're down there as well, and. Uh, just look forward to absolutely all of it. Got to welcome Leaf Racewear, part of the Race Time Radio family now. Colin, thank you so much. And Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, back on board with Race Time Radio for 2023. We got lots to come at you, but that's going to do it for us here tonight in the Race Time Radio studio. Want to thank you all for tuning in, whichever way you've done so. Uh, thanks so much for Susie Q. I am Joe Chisholm. And Joe Jr. will be back with us. No, not next week. He'll be at the show. But the week after that, uh, we will be back with you. Absolutely. And look forward to it. Have a good one, everybody. Be safe. See you at Motorama next weekend. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 